is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. The variants, will they ever end? Doesn't seem like it. This is what viruses do. We've talked a lot about the Delta variant. Now there's the Lambda. So we'll talk about that. Good news, bad news about the Pfizer vaccine and the Delta variant. At the end of the day, though, have most of us just kind of moved on from COVID? We'll look into whether many people are just over this whole thing. Let's start with the Lambda variant. And if we should be worried, Dr. Shane Crotty is a virologist and professor at the La Jolla Institute for Immunology. Doctor, what about the Lambda variant and how concerned are you? Uh, not nearly as concerned as, as the concern about Delta. I mean, Delta is definitely the, yeah, Delta is definitely my primary worry. And, and Lambda falls into the category of essentially, like you've said, sort of, you know, variants, some variants show up and, and you need to pay attention to them to see, are they really going to be the, the next bad thing? And most of them end up being no, not so much. And that's where Lambda is right now. It's worth keeping an eye on, but Delta is clearly a problem. Okay, so it's not just because Lambda's been with us for a shorter period of time. It's just that we think, at least with the data we have, that Lambda is not as bad as Delta? Correct. Now, is this the same uh, variant, uh, Lambda, that is, that is you know, moving around through Peru, causing a lot of problems down there? Yes. Um, so it's definitely, Lambda is definitely worse than the original uh, SARS-2 isolate, um, and it's just a question of how does it how does it rank against the other variants, you know? And, and uh, in the U.S., definitely the big problem at the beginning of the year was was Alpha, right, the original U.K. variant, because it was just so incredibly transmissible, and it just being so much more transmissible than any other virus just essentially meant it outcompeted all other variants. Um, and it's just now turned out that that Delta is even more transmissible than that alpha so it's basically it's a it's it's twice as transmissible as the original um virus uh yeah when we talk about these and we say hey it seems like there's a new one every week or at least every month we're doing a story on them that's just the nature of this happening right every time the virus gets to somebody new it changes and some of these can end up being worse for us and so i guess we can apply that to the unvaccinated population Whatever strain moves through them, the more unvaccinated people there are, the more transmission, the more we have a chance for something even worse down the line. Yes, it's basically uh, the more total infections there are, right, the more total number of people get infected by the virus, the the more likely a a variant problem is because it's, uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a new mutation. in, in each infection sort of thing. And so when you have millions of people infected, um, you've got a, a greater possibility that that some special combination of mutations can combine to, to, to give you a, a worse variant. Um, and So let, let, let me tell you, because here's where I think people get are getting confused. So let me tell you a brief story. Uh, sure. a, a few years ago, I went to buy a new TV set, new widescreen TV. And I walked into the store and the guy, salesman, is, is showing me a comparison one to the other and was saying, you see how that one, the, the red is so much more vibrant. And I'm looking and I'm going, well, it kind of looks like, you know, they all look red to me. Maybe it's a little redder, but OK, it's still red. 
So when we and the reason why I bring that up is that it seems analogous to these variants that that experts get very excited. And I get that because there are variations and you're interested in studying that. I think the general public is getting very confused about. So this one has this variant on the spike protein and that one is a variant on some other part of the virus. And they want to know one thing. What does it mean to me? Yeah, and so the answer for Delta is um, vaccines still work against it. Um, well, a couple of things. One, the vaccines still work against it. Two, one dose of vaccine doesn't work against it, whereas one dose of vaccine worked against most of the other variants. And so if you've only gotten one immunization, please go out and get your second one. It, it really, Delta is a nasty enough virus that, that one immunization doesn't work anymore. You've got to have both of them. And then two, uh, Delta's so much better at competing against the other variants that, that Delta's the variant of, of the present and the future right now, where it, it's essentially 100% of the cases in the UK now, uh, the vast majority of the cases in India, and, and it's now, it's becoming the dominant virus in the US, and it's almost certainly going to become the dominant virus in you know, uh, all states of the US. and. and soon. So it's, uh, those are the things that we try to try to look at. And, and Delta's the, yeah, Delta's the big, the big worry there. As we said earlier, we have good news and bad news about the Pfizer vaccine and the Delta variant. We'll start with the bad news, Israel finding the vaccine less effective at preventing Delta infections than previously believed. The good news, it's still really successful in preventing serious illness. We're still with Dr. Shane Crotty. So, doctor, remind us again what's important to remember here with this one. Here what's important to remember is that there's actually a lot more data from, from England and the UK than, than Israel right now with, with the Delta variant. And, and, and the data there are, are really quite strong that the vaccines are still protecting against Delta. Like there's a uh, a, a small reduction in vaccine effectiveness, but it's basically the RNA vaccines are dropping from 95% to 90 or 89. So um, Delta is still stopped by the vaccines. Uh, uh, the, the biggest problem we're facing with Delta in the U.S. is that so many people have only gotten one dose of the vaccine. And again, one dose of the vaccine basically doesn't work against Delta. And so people do need to get fully vaccinated against it. Um, it does look like the data out of Israel might be pointing to, of those breakthrough cases, uh, maybe more of them are symptomatic, that i.e. it might be a bit nastier virus to, to, to control when you do have a breakthrough. And, and that, I think, we'll just have to see some more data on, um, which is mostly happening in, in England and in the UK right now, where they're seeing um, the, the bigger surge of it, and they're keeping track of their hospitalization cases sort of every, every day. And most of those are, are really unvaccinated people. Is it, and I think here again is where I think the public gets confused, because they're, you know, they're always hearing on the news, uh, you know, breakthrough case in, you know, reported in uh, the Bay Area, breakthrough case reported in Los Angeles. By definition, the more people who are vaccinated, right, numerically, the more people you are going to find with so-called breakthrough cases, right? If no one were vaccinated, then there would be no breakthrough cases because no one was vaccinated. If 100 million people are, a certain percentage are going to have breakthrough cases, and that number will go up incrementally along with those vaccinated, right? 
Absolutely true. Um, uh, absolutely true. And with Alpha, the previous dominant variant, there, there weren't many breakthrough cases. And now with Delta, there are somewhat more uh, breakthrough cases. Uh, but it's it's mostly about, yep, so many people are vaccinated, you're going to get some, uh, some breakthrough cases. And again, even in the UK, a lot of it is in single vaccinated um, people. Uh, yep. And the goal here still remains avoid the serious you know, complications, avoid getting into the hospital, because if you're unlucky enough to be one of these, but you are down sick for a few days and you can ride that at home, well, we've all done that with the cold or the flu before, and we didn't really think anything of it. It never stopped me from going out to eat with my friends or whatever it was. Right. That's uh, absolutely the case. And and one of the things uh, I I hear from people is, or like in those news reports of a breakthrough case, you're like, oh, we'll see, this is the the vaccine didn't work for me, right? I still got sick or I still turned up positive. And it's like, no, actually, you're probably the person who the vaccine's doing the most for because you you do have some immunity and it's keeping you from being really sick. You you would have been in much worse off case if uh, if you weren't vaccinated. And we know that from from essentially the clinical trials and how um, how reduced disease severity is. Dr. Shane Crotty, there, virologist, La Jolla Institute for Immunology. Coming up after a short break, does anyone really care about COVID anymore? The pandemic has been going on for more than a year now. It seems like many people are just over it already. Of course, if you're listening to us, you obviously still have some interest in hearing about the latest news and updates. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people have moved on. Not as much debate anymore about forcing people to get vaccinated. And masks, a lot of people have lost those. Dr. John Moore, microbiologist and immunologist at Cornell Medical College. So, Dr., uh, yeah, you look around, things seem pretty much normal, at least where I am, where you are. Uh, is that a good way to think of this right now? I think that would be a mistake. You're right that here in Manhattan, where I live, and in L.A., where I have friends and where you're saying life is pretty normal, and that's because we are highly vaccinated populations in this, these parts of the country, in the Northeast in general, in the major Californian cities, uh, other parts of the country, high vaccine uptakes, low infection rates, restrictions eased, and life is pretty normal. And that's, that's great. But there are parts of the country where vaccine uptake rates are still in the 30s. In the South and, and Mississippi, I think, is the worst performing state with vaccine uptake rate around 35%. Life will not be normal for those parts of the country, particularly as the Delta variant continues to spread in America. It may take a month or two, but uh, I think most of us in, the, in, in public health and science are very concerned about uh, a new pandemic surge in these under-vaccinated states. And for them, life will revert back to what it was um, earlier this year and last year, I'm afraid. And if you're going to try to reach those people who are still unvaccinated in those areas, how do you do that? What do you say? I've heard it termed kind of like, okay, if you were able to evade the first round, that's because you could. There was a possibility. But with this, the Delta variant, it is going to find you somehow, some way. Yeah, you can run, but you can't hide. I mean, it is more transmissible. Avoiding infections last year, well, Sure, a bit of luck involved. You were not at an event where there was a super spread going on. You managed to avoid uh, coming into direct contact with someone who was infected. Eventually, your luck runs out. Everyone's vulnerable if you're not vaccinated. 
How do you persuade people of that? Well, so much of it depends on where they get their information. I mean, this tracks with vaccine uh, refusal uh, or hesitancy tracks with political affiliation. And the Republican voters are refusing to take vaccines because they're not being given appropriate information from sources that they wrongly trust. Fox News has been terrible about this. If you get your information from Facebook, from your granny's best friend sent you a link, or if you believe in QAnon, you're getting misleading information that could end up costing you your life. So we, it, it, it tracks with the political split in the country. There are also genuinely underserved areas of the country, minority communities, black areas where access to health care has been less than it should be and access to the vaccines and information about the vaccines has been less than is desirable. So more work is needed. You know, there is a uh, parallel discussion going on uh, overseas in the U.K. right now about whether or not to relax restrictions, whether or not to insist that uh, even vaccinated people continue to wear masks when they're indoors, which is a suggestion now here in L.A. County after a few weeks when they were dropping that suggestion. But in response to that, and let me let me ask you if you think that he he's right about this and if it's uh, applicable to the U.S. In response to all that, I'm reading something that uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister there, said just the other day. He said that uh, we must find a way to live with covid by allowing people to use their personal judgment to manage the risks. We must be honest with ourselves that if we cannot reopen during the warmer summer months when schools are on break and the risk of transmission is generally lower, then we must ask ourselves, when will we be able to return to normal? Does he have a point? Well, Boris Johnson doesn't have a great track record during the pandemic. I mean, he's sort of Donald Trump light in, in, in his way he's been handling things. I mean, he, it's, Britain has had its own challenges. So what's going on in, in the UK now is they're seeing a significant surge in new infections. That's caused by the Delta variant dominating, essentially taken over in Britain. And they, they've, the, the infection rate's going through the roof over the past two weeks. Now, that's not been accompanied by an increase in death rates, at least not yet, because the vaccines are protecting people from being in the ICU and, and dying. Uh, Johnson is an, uh, uh, you know, one of these guys who uh, emphasizes the economy and uh, over public health. He's always been on that side. Is he right? Well, again, time will tell, but I don't think he's a role model for America and, and American policy. No, but 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 are we? But the reason I brought that that comment up is, I, I think what is emerging in this country is a lot of people who are vaccinated, those who are, are coming to the conclusion that you know what, there's enough vaccine available, there's been ample opportunity, so those who are not now vaccinated because they either chose not to be or maybe there are some socioeconomic reasons, but especially those who chose not to be, then so be it. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated. All of my circle of friends are. Manhattan has a very high vaccine uptake rate. It's entirely appropriate for life to go on uh, pretty normal. And that's what we're seeing. And again, it's the same in L.A., I believe. And that's entirely fine. The concern is 
for areas of the country with low vaccine uptake rates and the individuals in them, because for them, the pandemic is not over. Dr. John Moore, microbiologist, immunologist at Cornell. Imagine getting your vaccine and feeling good about it, only to find out you've been duped. Well, that's what happened in India. Officials arresting 14 people in connection with a vaccine scam. At least 2,000 people in Mumbai, another 500 people elsewhere, may have been given shots of a saline solution when they thought they were getting COVID shots. The people arrested are accused of filling used, empty bottles of real vaccine with the saline solution and then giving the shots to anyone who showed up at the events. Police first registered a case last month after some people who had been given the shots grew suspicious when they didn't see their vaccination certificates appear on the government's online portal. Some of the people arrested, by the way, doctors. This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Stitcher.